Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Today, today is a special day. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, it says, In Christ himself gave the church some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. And today, we are going to celebrate and hear from one of the gifts, because Christ gave it to us. It's a gift. He gave us the gift of an evangelist. Now, mind you, God's called us all to evangelize, but God has placed an office upon people and a gift called evangelism, and he's an evangelist. And I don't know if you guys know this. We actually have an evangelist here. The reason why you don't see him is because he's out evangelizing. But I wanted, we wanted to bring him up to you guys, and just to let you know, not only has this man and his wife been a gift to the Building Christian Fellowship, but he's been, uh, him and his wife have been a gift personally to my wife and I through the years. We love him so much. He is the guy that ministers in prisons, in jails. He ministers on the street. He teaches every Monday night people how to minister the gospel. He's one of the bravest men that I know when it comes to preaching the word. He's, he does it unashamed. Praise God. And, and, and not only that, he doesn't just minister. He also, for years, I don't know how many years he might tell you, he's been ministering to people through letters. So sometimes you're not able to go see somebody, but you can always write a letter to somebody that's incarcerated. The same way that Paul wrote letters to people and people wrote letters to Paul to encourage them where they're at. This is the work of an evangelist. He has a special anointing. So today I would like for you guys to give a big God bless you to our evangelist, Dre for Christ, Andre Davis. You didn't know I was going to say all that about you, did you? <laughs> there you go. Hello? Hello? Are y'all here? Let's give God some praise, y'all. Hey, you guys almost lost me right there with that um, song Pastor Kaya sings because it, um, I, had to, I had to do that in a time of my life. And I'll, I will share that with you. But I got time. I got to get going because I got a time limit, you know. But the Lord is good. Amen. Everything in his time. I want to share something with you. This, they don't have these scriptures. I have to get used to it. Like he says, I go to prisons. I go to jails. I go places. I don't have the sky Bible. I don't have all this. People can't come up to the altar because they're, they're locked down. They're, in their, they're not locked down in their chairs, but they can't come up to me. You know, you got guards. Um, like protecting me, but they're not really protecting me. The Lord's protecting me, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't even go in there, amen? I don't put my trust in man, woman, or human, okay? <laughs> Jesus, amen? So, but they are doing their jobs. So they don't have time, they don't have pencils to write. They very seldom have Bibles, but I have to give them the word of God. So today I'm going to give you the word of God. But that song about I surrender, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. Um, they, I got all these names. They call me Dre for Christ, Chaplain Dre, Bishop Dre. Evangelist Dre, Preacher Dre, some people call me John the Blackness, you know, you know, you know, teacher. But I want you to see me today as your brother, 
your brother sitting out right out there in them pews every Monday, I mean, every Sunday, and every time I get a chance to hear God's word. Amen? Amen. God wants to use you. Like Pastor was saying that um, he calls evangelists, uh, preachers, teachers. He's given us all a gift, but you have to allow God to let you use your gift. You won't know what your gift. People always talk about, what is my will? What is God's will for me? Ask him. <laughs> it's in the word. Ask him. Ask him. He's not going to promise you something that he's not going to tell you about. Amen? I want to read the scripture real quick. You don't have it. It says right here, it touched my heart when Pastor Cryer was singing that, I surrender. And, I, and that's the question to me today for you is, have you surrendered? Have you surrendered at all? Do you know who you are in Christ? There's questions you have to ask yourself. Because like they say, this place is called the building. That's what exactly. I got here kind of early this morning. You know what was here? The building. <laughs> And then when we got up in here and they start worshiping and we start serving the Lord, it became church. Amen? Because you are the church. That means when you come here, we worship God together and he has given you a gift and you're a child of God. You are the church. So when we leave this building that we're having church in, amen, you go out and you speak to someone else about him in you. Amen? Because like Pastor Kai was saying, um, she was seeing that, that power. Pastor John said that power, it comes from the Lord. He gives you power. He gives you, he gives you that. He, he's not going to send you somewhere he hasn't been before. That's why the Bible says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, and whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but ever and ever suffice. You realize one thing. Okay, that kind of fast. I can't even get spokes fast sometimes. But uh, realize one thing. If God thought we could do it on our own, he would never would have sent his only son to help us. He could have just said, he's still God. He could have just said, you guys need to do this, you need to do that. No, he sent his only son to represent him on what we need to do. Amen? So there's there's things he's trying to do for us. Let me read the scripture if I can get going. It says, the Lord's chosen servant, Isaiah 42, 1 through 7. It says, look at my servant whom I'm strengthening. He is my chosen one, and I am pleased with him. I have put my spirit upon him. He will reveal justice to the nation. He will be gentle. He will not shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush those who are weak or quench the smallest hope. He will bring full justice to all who have wronged, been wronged. Excuse me. He says he will not stop until the truth and righteousness prevail throughout the earth. Even distant lands beyond the sea will wait for his instructions. It says God, the Lord, created the heavens and stretched them out. He created the earth and everything in it. He gives breath and life to everyone in the world. And it is he who says, I, the Lord, have called you to demonstrate my righteousness. Y'all hear that? I will guard and support you, for I have given you to my people as the personal confirmation of my covenant with them. And you will bring a light to guide all nations to him. You will open the eyes of the blind and free the captives from prison. You will release those who sit in dark dungeons. Amen? Sometimes we think them dark dungeons are just at prisons. Dark dungeons could be in your heart, in your mind, in your house, and in this building. When you bring that dark system in here, you have to let the light shine on that darkness. Amen? Because the light is overtaking the darkness. Amen? So it's like a hospital. You go to the hospital you don't, and you're hurting, you don't plan to walk out of there hurting. And if you are hurting, you've taken the medicine with you that you need to be better. Amen? It's the same thing of being in here, up in this house. He's, he's, he's the medicine man. 
Jesus is the medicine man. So if you're here, I want you, before you leave today, I want you to be right with him. Amen. And I'm not saying for anything to change your mind. He's not talking to your mind. He's talking to your heart. Amen. It's your heart. He's talking to you, not your mind. We got too many things on our mind. That's why the Bible says create a clean heart in me and renew my mind. So if there's any Pharisees in here that are fair to see, listen to this truth today. Amen. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? That, that, that message meant, that, that word God gave me in Isaiah 42 was at a time in my life that a lot of things went wrong. Um, Pastor talked about a minute ago about that evangelist part of me. Let me tell you when that little bit of that started real quick because I got to get through the message. Is I've been with my wife for 44 years. We had a child when we were 16. We shouldn't have been having no child at 15, all right? Maybe if I knew the Bible then, I wouldn't have had no child at 15. Amen? Told you guys before that um, met my wife in Spanish class. Didn't learn no Spanish, but I got a baby. Amen. Uh, like I said again, if we knew Spanish, I would have known she was saying no moss, you know. But, but I went right by that, and then we got a child. We're we already had the right model of being good parents because we were loved. I believe we were loved as as family members, and we already already knew. So when we had that child at that young of age, we figured. We're going to do what's right immediately. I, I want to marry my wife. But it wasn't the right time. Her mom wasn't going to let it happen right then because we had to prove our love to each other. Um, and then we start raising our son. We're rolling. We're doing everything we got to do. I got one son. So we already committed to each other that we're only going to have one son. One son. Because we're going to give him everything, teach him everything. And so by having only one son, I figure I'm the man. I'm, going, I'm pretty bad. So I'm going to teach him how to fight. I'm going to teach him how to do all this stuff. And then things went wrong. I was being the best father I could be in me. Amen? And, and, and Jesus says, it's not enough. Whether I heard him or not, it's not enough. I already know the love I had at 16. When you can be at 16 years old and know you got to take care of your family, I still remember climbing through Annette's brother's window to help her get ready for school, and I had to pay him a dollar a day to get through his window to help my wife get ready for school and get the baby ready for school. That was not me. I thought it was because I was a good guy. No, that was Jesus working in me already. Amen. And Jesus is working some stuff in you right now. Amen. Okay. And like us again, we've been together. Uh, we're 58 years old. Uh, all that stuff went with my son. My son's a year and a half clean off that meth now. Amen. Give God some glory, y'all. It's all about him. Because there was a time we thought that wasn't going to happen. I think what would we go through? About 25 years, 23 years of all that. And we thought we were doing things right, but we were going on our own strength. It was our own strength. And I know that the Bible tells you in, in, in um, Romans that it's Ephesians that 6 says that his strength we need to depend on. Amen. We were going on our strength and got crushed. I got crushed. I'm telling you all I got crushed. I mean, I'm looking at God saying, God, that's why I don't serve you. Because I mean, how are you going to let this happen to me? I'm doing I'm me, 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 me. How many of you know there's no, t- no, there's no uh, I and team? Jesus, says, you got to team up with me. And now I'm calling you to be a servant. For you, for me. And let me tell you something right now about that, y'all. We've been, we've been going to the prisons and the jails for the last 24 years, and we have a ministry called You're Never Alone, because I'm telling you right now, I was surrounded by my family and everything, but we felt so alone. People were judging us and everything about that, about well, your parents, you know, you, 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 got, you weren't the right parents and this and that, but we had to hold on to the Lord. Like I said, again, we knew of God, but we didn't know God. Amen. But now we know God. Amen. Let me tell you something about that now. When my son ended up going to prison, real quick, my son ended up going to prison. 
All the things I taught him about how to fight and how to do this right now was to no avail because I could not physically go with him. Amen? Amen? And I was questioned. The Lord says, because I'm, you, didn't, you weren't reading my word, because in my word it says, my strength. Pay close attention. Amen? Let's, let's, read in Rome, let's read in Ephesians real quick. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Ephesians 6, 10. It says right there, read it now. It says, put on the whole armor of God. We're going to talk about this whole armor of God, but we're going to talk about the gifts God has for us too, so I'm going to try to intertwine both of them. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Now, when somebody tells you something finally, what do you think it means? Finally, it means pay close attention. When your children are going to school, you say, now pay close attention to what I'm telling you. Because it's to the utmost importance. It means in conclusion, if you ain't heard nothing, hear this. Amen? And you want to be clear. You want to be clear with that. So um, when I read that, and the Lord gave me that a long time ago, I, I didn't say I got it right then, but I got it. Because I start drawing from his strength and realizing it, is, it was his strength that was going to get me through this. Amen? And when it says right there, the whole armor of God, it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, see, in my mind, I'm thinking a whole armor. I could put armor on. I could throw down pretty good, too, you know. But then he broke it down to me. He broke this down to me. Let's read verse 13. It says, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to stand and resist the enemy in the time of evil. Amen? Now, let's go back again. Let's go to, let's go to 11. Let's go back. I'm going to take you back again. It says, put a hole on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Because he, God was telling me that I wasn't fighting a physical battle. Amen? I wasn't fighting a physical battle. I was fighting a spiritual battle. Amen? And that's what sometimes when we're going through the, 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 the situation where we've we're got all this pressure on us, all the stuff we're going through, and we're trying to fight it physically, you can't fight it physically because you're trying to go through, depend on yourself instead of him. Amen? And if you were reading the word, what your father says, he says, finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and his might. Our might isn't enough. Amen? And when the Lord broke that down to me and told me my might wasn't enough, and that armor I'm thinking about going to battle, really, actually, he was telling me to stand. I need you to stand in my strength. Amen? Because I've already defeated this enemy you're coming against. Amen? And like I always say again, our biggest enemy is usually in a me. I think I'm still running things. But he loves us anyway. Let me read something to you real quick now. Oh, man, I got, I got like I told Pastor Kaya, I got some scriptures. Here's right here, last words have power. And often deep meanings and significance. And if, like me, any of you have ever been at the side of a precious friend or a family member who was whispering final words in their last moments here on earth, you know the incredible heart connection they held to you personally. We often find ourselves clinging to those words as we think about that loved one who has passed away. We treasure what they say and we remember it. Paul is telling the Ephesians back in the day that was an awesome church. He's in prison. He's going through it himself. He says, y'all, finally, I need you to remember what I told you at the beginning. Amen? 
I want to tell you to remember, finally, my brothers, be strong in me. Don't be strong in you because you're going to be tripping because some of y'all are tripping because I'm in, in prison. But remember now, you're not depending on me. You're depending on his strength. Amen? So the problem is some of us are depending in, on people instead of God. Amen? And when them people fail you, you think it's God failing you, but it's you failing to realize it's God. Amen? It's his strength. I don't care how many times you come to church. I don't care how many times you get the word on. But if you're not applying it in your life and you're not following the instructions, Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth, it's all in my word. But how much time do we spend it? I was thinking about the day when I was on the way here this morning and how the weather changed. Like I said earlier, the weather changed people's outfits today. Amen? Some people changed their clothes today. <laughs> Because of what the weather was. I even had another shirt I was going to wear, and I said, no, nah, it's going to be too cold for the shirt I have right now. But, you know, so then the weather started dictating my day. Right. Amen? And that's the same way we are. We, 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 we're going to go out into this world, and we're more worried about what we have on instead of who we have in us. And he, and he just told us right there. He said, a final word. Be strong in me. You have an adversary that's coming against you. And man can't help you. <laughs> Amen? Give you an example real quick right now. Here we go. This is right here. I just want to read this to you right now. It says, how often did one of your parents need to remind you to put on your coat and gloves before you darted out into the dead of winter? Put something on your head, she say. They would yell as a reminder to frustrated and impreparous children ready to play with friends during those precious few moments before the bell rang. So it is with our Heavenly Father who stops us at the door of a cold, harsh world and reminds us to dress properly. Amen? It says, so it is with our Heavenly Father who stops us at the door of a cold, harsh world and reminds us to dress properly, okay? In Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, let's read it real quick. I want to go to it real quick, then I want to finish this, then I'm going to show you something and then we'll be done. Amen? Because like I said, again, you guys, we got a time limit, and they're in the prison. They got a time limit. I feel bad for them sometimes because they'll come and drag them out before we're done. So I have to cut a lot of things short. And what's sad about it is it's because systems like that in the world, they're caught up in religion. Amen? We're not caught up in religion. We're caught up in a relationship with Jesus. Amen? And then the guy told me, well, this is religion. I said, no, religion is what got you in here. Amen? You religiously kept on breaking the law, and the law came and got you. Amen? Amen? We don't want to turn our relationship with God into religion, because you will religiously come here every Sunday, get full of the word, and walk out of here and get beat up. You'll, you'll come in here, and you'll feel like it's time. that I'm, I need Jesus right now. We need Jesus every day. All day. Because on that full armor of God, it didn't say one time to take it off. We'll come in here and put our church clothes on, church stuff on, walk out that door and get beat up. Not because of he's a, the adversary is so great. It's because we're going on our own strength now. Amen? Let me finish this up real quick now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Ephesians. We got it? It says, stand therefore having a girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of God's peace. Amen? Peace. So that means I got my truth on. I know the truth is Jesus. Jesus, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I got my breastplate of righteousness on. I know what's right. So wrong cannot come against me because I know the truth and I got righteousness. Amen? His righteousness, not my own. Amen? Because we can convince ourselves we're right. Amen? And we're wrong. Amen? But I got peace 
Because he's the Prince of Peace. How, 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 how much do you trip when a young man's standing with his father and something's happening? He ain't worried about it because he has his father with him. Amen. Here we go. It says, above all, take the stand of the faith, which, which will be able to quench the furious darts of the wicked one. Amen. If you don't have your shield of faith on and the enemy's shooting at you, what kind of darts you think he's shooting at you? Dark. He's shooting dart of doubt, uh, questioning God. He, he, like I said again, he's, he doesn't have a problem with you. He has a problem with your father. And the quickest way to the father is through the son. I've, the father's already defeated me, but if I get the kids... <laughs> Here we go. It says, here we go. Now, I like this Bible. I, like, I started reading the Spanish side, and I forgot what happened in Spanish class. Amen? <laughs> Amen. I don't need that. I don't need that right there. Okay, here we go. It says, what verse am I on? <laughs> verse, here we go. And take up the helmet of salvation. My wife and I was talking about how important that helmet of salvation is because that helmet of salvation is our command center. You hear me? It should direct you back to the Father. We, they even have these cars now that they're driving, and if another car's coming and you're going over, they'll move you over. Think about what the Lord can do inside of you yes. when trouble comes, yeah. that peace he'll give you. Amen? Yeah. But you got to, the Bible says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, it's his word in you that's going to get you to do the right thing. Right. Amen? Right. It ain't you. Remember, it's his strength. We can't keep thinking that we're running things. We ain't running nothing. That song said, I surrender. Surrender what? When them guys go to prison, you know what they got to do? They have to surrender all. They can't even keep their clothes. They can't even keep their underclothes. They've traded what they thought they needed, what they thought they wanted, come to find out they didn't need it, and they don't have it. They, they, went, from, they went from going to the bathroom to sleeping in the bathroom. <laughs> and until they surrender it all, when they should be surrendering it all, they should, render, they should surrender all of themselves in the jail, leave it in the jail, and come out here and be free. Amen? We cannot turn the church into a jail. It's a place of freedom. Amen? So that means when you receive that freedom, that freedom goes with you because you have your armor on. Amen? Here we go now. What verse am I on now? Okay, 18. That sword of the spirit, you guys, that sword of the spirit is so important. I had something written on that sword of the spirit because I want to get to it on it for you guys. That sword of the spirit is so awesome because that's the word of God. Amen. All the other pieces of armor that I was talking about are defense of armor. Amen. You got to have that sword of the spirit. Amen. It's that, it's that, it's that rhema. That rhema words mean you're going to take it. You're going to use it. It's not just a, it's not, was it logos? It's logos. It's yeah, logos, logos, King James, logos, or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, it's saying the word, just be, it's the word, it's him, it's the word, right? Amen? But, but, but Rhema is, you gonna, what you going to do with it, my brother? You got to use it. What, what did, what did Satan use on Jesus in the desert? The word of God. But he twisted it. Amen? The lie can't hit the nerves to come to the truth and try to fool them. Amen? But you cannot fool the truth with a lie because the truth stands in peace in the truth. Amen? But what about us? If, he, if, if Satan knows the word and we don't know the word, how do we know what a lie is? Let me tell you right now. John 10, 10 says the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. If you're not doing anything for God, Satan ain't got no problem with you. 
You tripping. Why would I teach you to God? Then I'm going to lose. I'm going to have you still caught up in yourself. Still think you're running things. Still think you're serving him and you know you didn't. You got to know who you are in Christ. Amen? It says right here, it says that, it says, the last part, it says, praying always on all prayers and supplications of the Spirit, being watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. When you're going through something and you're a child of God, don't you think that there's another child of God going through something too? Why don't you call him? You call him about that party last week. If you back in the day when we was out there partying, when I was going to go to a party, especially when I didn't know nobody at the party, I would call everybody I knew so we would make that party. Amen? Because I want to have a good time at the party. It's the same thing with us when we're going through stuff. Our, scripture, our, our, our ministry is called You're Never Alone in an Outreach Ministry because with Christ, you should never be alone. Hebrews 13, 5 says, I will never leave you or forsaken you. Amen? So, you, so let me get back to this thing right here. I, wanna, I just want to finish it up, and I'm going to tell you a few scriptures, and we'll be done. Amen? I can tell you that all night, but I can't. Amen? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It says right here, in Ephesians 6 to 18, the Apostle Paul details the believer's warfare going to great lengths to provide us with adequate outfit to protect us against Satan's attack. Many believers don't realize they were present in the expensive outfit when they, accept, when they accepted Christ, okay? You were presented with that outfit, okay? It doesn't have a fancy embroidery logo or certainly isn't the most important apparel in the world. It rarely, if ever, has been in style, but it is very costly purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ, amen? This armor he's talking about is not an armor you're going to go to battle because remember now, we're not fighting for victory, we're fighting in victory, amen? You can listen to what I'm saying now. Y'all didn't hear what I'm saying. We're not fighting to get the victory. We already have the victory if we're in Christ. Amen? Amen. Sometimes we're wasting our time trying to fight for the victory when he says, I am victory. Amen? And Satan knows if you believe that. Amen? And here we go right now. It says, God intends for us to use these scriptures practically to verbally adorn ourselves with the armor of God every day and by faith live victoriously in it. As the spiritual battle rages, we obviously need spiritual protection. Why else would he give us a dress code? He's given us a dress code, and he's even, he, oh, here we go. He's, he's even given us a proper way to put it on. Who puts their mascara on before their foundation? Hey, hey, who, 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 who puts their outer clothes on before they put their underwear on? We will, we will follow the world's way of doing things because we're more, we're more concerned about our outer being than our inner being. That's why Satan uses uh, the things against us as he does. Because he knows if you're spiritually right with the Lord, he can't touch you. If you know that truth, if you got that salvation on, if your feet are in peace, he knows he's, he's, he's fighting against an opposition that he cannot overtake. Amen? But the question is, do you know who you are? Amen? He says right here, as believers, we are to aggressively act in taking the armor and putting it on. Some have questioned what this armor is and when or how often we put it on. The answer to off, the efforts too often seems fairly obvious. Every time we face the enemy and battle him, we should be sure our armor is in place. Amen? Yeah. Daily, we need to appro- properly 
are provided armor and put on the spiritual dress for battle. Amen. The text indicates that the battle will be there on a daily basis. A very close, hard fight battle is always before us. Facing the battle with our armor is unthinkable. Even when we're putting our makeup on, I know some ladies be doing that when they drive. They be trying to drive and they still trying to get it together. Amen. Should have got up earlier. Amen. Amen. And then, fellas, don't, don't be tripping. You be doing the same thing, putting on shirts that are too small for you. You know they're too small. Amen. Here we go. Here we go. It says, daily we need to get that, get that together, okay? It says, this is the whole armor of God. It is as complete and total provision of God sufficient to equip us to stand against the very worst Satan can dish out. As is the case with all scripture, we must place the armor of God in context. What does God say before and after the listing of the armor, Ephesians? Here are a few, few noteworthy points. Christians are to be, be strong in the Lord and his strength and his might. It says right here three times, three times the Bible tells us that Jesus says to stand. It's, we are not to flee, okay? Stand means to, in Greek, it means to take a military position. And immediately we start to think again, here we go again, with this fighting. But it's not. He's telling us to stand. Stand in what? What I told you in my truth. Amen? I'm running out of time. Okay? It says, listen right here. Paul warns us against the wiles of the devil and states that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Wrestle involves the most strenuous, fatiguing hand-to-hand combat and is rife with trickery. Satan seeks to deceive us, often disguising himself as an angel of light, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. 14. He has you thinking that something is good that ain't good, and he's somebody he's not. Amen? Here we go. It says right here, after listing the armor, well, okay, Mary, here we go. Satan is spelled out for us, revealing the attitude of organization against us with his rulers, powers, and world forces of this dark and spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. After listing the armor, Paul reminds us in verse 18 to oil it with prayer. See, at the end of that scripture, it says that you have to oil everything I've told you. And oil it means, I believe it means reading it over and over and over again. Amen? Until it gets right. Until it gets right. It's like if you, if you have a car and, you, and you, it starts to squeak, that means that something's grinding at each other and you have to put some oil on it before we can run smoothly. Amen? It says right here, last part, it says, it is very worshipful and phrasing experience to meditate upon each piece of this armor provided for us by God. This is the whole armor of God. It is a complete total provision of God's sufficiency to equip us to stand against the very worst the devil can trick at us, okay? It is no coincidence in the book of Paul opens with the assertive and comforting truths of our position and personage. You got to ask yourself now, what is you think that Satan's after from you? He's after who you are in Christ. Amen? He's after your person in Christ. If you want to read up on that, you need to go to Ephesians. Ephesians 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Then we get to 6, and 6 tell you a final word. A final word about what? What am I fighting for? We need to know what we're fighting for. Do I got five more minutes? Okay? Give me five more minutes. Okay? Here we go. Listen to this right now, y'all. We're about to get busy now, y'all. Amen? And I'm not going to hold you. Amen? I believe the word of God is going to hold you for a second, okay? Amen? Listen to it right now. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. I believe that the devil's after your spiritual blessings. 
Amen? Amen. And I'm going to read it to you why. I'm going to read two of them. I'm going to read it to you why. Are we there? It says right here. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he has chose us in before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Amen? Listen to what he says now. He says right there in the grace and his glory, he's got good pleasure in you. Amen? Listen right now. What verse are we on now? Five. Here we go. I'm going to go down here because I can see better. He says, his unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this, this gave his great pleasure. So we praise God for the wonderful kindness he has poured out on us because we belong to him and his dearly son. Amen. He is so rich in kindness that he purchased our freedom through the blood of his son and our sins are forgiven. Amen. Satan is always trying to blame you for your past, but you are a child of God. You have been forgiven. Amen. And you don't have to run everything no more. He says, it's my strength. You need to go on. Amen. He's trying to get you to forget about who you are in Christ. Amen. He don't want you to know that because if God has so much for you, it says, verse 9, I'm going to go skip to verse 9. God's secret plan has now been revealed to us. It is a plan centered on Christ, designed long ago according to his good pleasure. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and everything on earth. Furthermore, because of Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us from the beginning, and all things happened just as he decided long ago. Amen? That means long ago, before you started going through whatever you're going through right now, God says, I got that. I'm going to handle that for you. But you got to know that it's my strength that you're going to be able to handle it. Amen? You need to know that there's an enemy out there trying to rob your inheritance. Amen? You got to know who you are in Christ, y'all. Let's go to the next one. We're going to go to um, Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to read one more. Ephesians chapter 2. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are a mighty God. Here we go. Once you were dead, doomed forever because of your many sins, you used to live just like the rest of the world, full of sin, obeying Satan, the mighty prince of the power of the air. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way. You hear that? All of us used to live that way, but not no more because we're made alive in Christ. Amen. It says, all of us used to live that way, following the passions and desires of our evil nature. We were born with an evil nature, and we were under God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, he loved us so very much that even while we were dead because of our sins, he gave us a life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's special favor that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ, and we are seated with him in the heavenly realms, all because we are one with Christ Jesus. Amen? Satan's trying to steal your position in Christ. Amen? Because he knows where he's going. You don't have to go. Do you know who you are in Christ? Verse 8, God saved you by a special favor when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. Remember um, that song Kaya was singing? It says that all the power and glory forever goes to God. If you're giving him all that, he's giving it back all that. Amen? Verse 9 says, salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. 
He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we do the good things he planned for us long ago. Amen? No matter what you're going through in this world right now, God has already fixed that. He's predestined that. And I'm going to sum that up right now, real quick right now. I'm going to sum that up right now, real quick. Here we go. My Lord, I thank you for this. I thank you for your word. And people say, well, you're going back and forth with your papers because it's just so much. It says that God predestined your life. He adopted you. He sealed you with the Holy Spirit. And I say to myself, what is the enemy after? He's after your relationship. He's after your relationship with believers. He's after your, your relationship with believers in the world. He's after your relationship with husband and wives. He's tearing husband and wives up. He's tearing children up. Children, you gotta, you got to listen to your parents. you got to pay close attention to your parents. In Ephesians chapter 6, I'm going to give you something real quick. And I don't want to give the parents nothing because that's where for a marriage conference. We go to what he's saying about the parents, about staying married. You want to know how to stay married? You know how to be right and married? I don't care how long you be. Go in Ephesians. Read in Ephesians 5 where it's telling you God's giving you a plan on how to stay married. Amen? If you're not married, he's going to show you a plan how to be married and stay married. He has a plan. It's his strength. That's why divorce is going so rapid these days. We're not following God's plan, and the enemy knows it. And you know what the enemy does? Nothing. He's killing us with his silence. Children, I got a message for you before you leave. It says, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. You got to realize your parents have an obligation to the Lord because before they're, you were their children, you're his children. And remember one thing, young people, your parents are God's children. They can't be disobedient because you are. And if we all get together and realize and become one unit, Serving God. The enemy has no weapons that form against us. Amen. You hear that, y'all? It says, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first of the Ten Commandments that ends what they promise. And this is the promise. If you honor your father and mother, you will live a long life full of blessings. Amen. I'm going to tell y'all something real quick. All that stuff my son went through. My son is a year and a half clean off that mess. No doubt. He just got married. He's going to have a child in October. And when my son moved for the first time away from us, besides going to prison for all them years, I was able, I knew what to tell him. I knew what to tell him to be strong in. I said, son, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. I was almost about to cry, y'all, because... If without the Lord, I would have never been able to see him do what God had planned for him long ago that I couldn't see. I could not physically see it. And the Lord said, you need to see through my eyes. It's my strength. I'm holding you up. I'm holding him up. You're not holding your wife up. I'm holding your wife up. But you're both standing up in me. Amen. And I look down at my lady, I look at my family, I look at my sister, my, my mother. We've all been through that. But it's God's strength. Whenever you see me fired up, I'm fired up because if you say, well, you're never tired, Dre. It's God's strength. Don't think I'm not physically, physically tired, excuse me. But I'm, I'm running on Jesus. 
So when next time somebody stops and stops you for a minute, that final word, next time you tell your child something when you're ready to go to school, next time you're ready to get up and, and do whatever you got to do, make sure whatever word you say, it might be a final word. Make sure it's important. Amen? Because God has called us to be a light to people in the darkness. Because what did it read? We were once in darkness. We were once blind, but now we see. But our sight comes through him, not us. Stop getting mad at somebody that you think ain't getting it. Because if you're tripping on them not getting it, maybe you ain't got it. Who knew that God was going to call me to go to the prisons for the last 25 years and my son was in prison? I was like, I'm not going. He said, okay, you're still running things. And I had to realize this. Long ago, God has called me to do that. But by us being faithful to what he said in the Never Alone In and Outreach ministry, my son is married now, going to have a baby. He has two boys now that he's able to send money to when he was never able to do it. God, oh my God. God is. God has allowed my son to raise his child because he wasn't able to raise his boys when he was in prison. And yes, it was his fault. And people say he's doing better now because he changed his environment? No. My son got right with the Lord and he changed the environment in his heart. And to see his mom, because there was times I wanted to kill him. <laughs> I'm telling you, love, they're like, that was my physical. I mean, you know, people hurt you so bad, you want to hurt them. And the Lord said, what good would that be? The Bible's not between flesh and blood. What's flesh and blood? Me and my son. It's my strength. And my son and I talk on the phone about the Lord. And this time I know what to talk to him about. When I used to think I knew it and I didn't know it. I'm thinking about a final word. And I'm thinking about in... God, I almost lost it, y'all. Or did I lose it? <laughs> John 19, 30. Let's read it. We got it? And so when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished, and bowed his head, and he gave up his spirit. I don't care what you're going through right now. God said it's finished. If you concentrate on me, and you're focused on me, and you're going on running on my strength, my strength don't run out. When you're feeling down, you're feeling low, feeling like, you, why me? Why am I going through this? God says, I got a plan. And if you get on my plan, you're going to be all right. Amen? Give me one more scripture, please. Mark 15, 37. Then Jesus uttered another loud cry. And breathe his last breath. It is finished. So we have to get to a place of being finished. With all this worrying. With all this tripping. With all this running on your own strength. He says, my strength. My strength. A final word, my strength. My strength doesn't run out. A lot of things run out, but my strength don't. Let me give you something real quick. You guys, did you guys see 
the man that paid off all them student loans at Morehouse. Amen. He turned around and when he told them young people that their debt was paid, they were so busy caught up in celebrating the worldly thing of graduating, which ain't nothing wrong with graduation is good. They didn't hear that they had debt cancellation. <laughs> Amen? And when two young men, I saw it, I was watching on TV, and two young men, they were... I think what them young men were feeling they was, now I can go and do what my schooling is going to be able to help me to do. When he counseled them debt for them, it changed the generation. It might have changed a young man's heart. $40 million. He didn't point out who he's going to do. He's all y'all. Ain't that the same thing Jesus did for you? It said, John 8.31 said, Jesus said to the people who believe in me, you are truly my disciples indeed. If you hold on to my teachings, then you'll know the truth. And the truth will do what? Make you free. Is anybody in here right now that's holding on to a debt that Jesus has already paid? Today, you got to let that go. He said, it is finished. He said, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. What about you? What about you? Debt cancellation. I don't care who you are. Why are you holding on this? If somebody paid your house off right now, you wouldn't say, no, I want to pay it off. We're catching ourselves worried about worldly things and things we got that are going to burn up and we can't take up with us. And daddy's trying to get you to go home with him. He said, but why here? I want you to have a little heaven on earth. Let's put our heads down, y'all. I don't know who you are out there right now, but maybe you're trying to pay a bill you can't pay. And Jesus has already paid that debt. Oh, my goodness, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for that debt cancellation. The Bible tells you if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, Jesus is the Lord, you will be saved. Saved from what? That debt. He's already paid that debt. If there's anybody out there that don't know Jesus and they want to have a real relevant relationship, not a relationship, and you're ready to allow God to be your strength, I want you to get up out of your seats. And if you don't get up out of your seat and come to the front, I'm not going to worry about that because you can do it right there where you're at. Just wait a minute. Just wait a minute. If there's anybody out there right now that don't know you, Lord, is there anybody out there that don't know you? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He has paid your debt. Lord, I just want to pray for us. I just want to pray for us. Everybody all right? Everybody all right? Everybody all right? Like I said again, you can do that right where you're at. Let me pray for us. Father God, I don't know who you're speaking to today. Maybe you're speaking back at me, Lord, but I hear you, Lord. I'm learning that it's your strength, Father God, and I'm going to make it on. I'm going to trust you with all my heart, and I'm going to lean, not lean on my own understanding, Father God. I thank you for everyone out there today, Father God, that say they're right with you, Lord. I pray that they would go to Ephesians and read 
what you said about the fight. You said a final word. Be strong in the Lord and his might. Why? I pray they go back to Ephesians 1, 2, 3, and 4, and 5, and find out why. Lord, we love you. We adore you. We thank you for your word today, that it will not come back void. I pray that it fell on open ears, Father God, open hearts, Father God. And I pray, Father God, that you said, who the sun set free is free indeed, Lord. I pray that this word set some people free today, Father God. So we love you. We adore you. We praise your name, Lord. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In my name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Give Jesus some. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.